0: All right, let's open our Bibles to the book of Acts. Yeah. Woo! We have no time. All right. We have great time. All right, book of Acts. We're in this series called What? The Spirit church. We have two big ideas. The first thing we want to do is you want to learn what it meant. Hello, babe. How have you been here? This is your first time. Okay. Uh, we want to learn what it meant so we can. Learn what it means. <laughs> very, very, very good. All right, we're in Acts chapter 15, 41 today. Here we go. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with him. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. See how that sentence started off kind of mild and then it grew dark. Verse 39, they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. You, yeah, you, we can do better. Uh, they, I don't think that you're feeling the weight of this. Do you know who we're talking about here? Paul and Barnabas. We're not talking about the 12 year olds in the middle school, right? Two 12 year old kids getting a fuss, nobody's shocked. Right? Kids getting in fight at team camp. We're not writing home, oh my gosh, can you believe our kids had a... No. What we have here is Paul and Barnabas. Remember Acts 13? God said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called. So God called them together uh-huh. and now their fuss is fracturing them. They had such a sharp disagreement. They parted. Barnabas took Mark, sailed for Cyprus. Paul Chose Silas and left. Commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord, he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Luke records here for us the background of the next journey. The next journey is going to be great. Starting next cha- next chapter 16, 17, 18, 19. Whoo! All kinds. Of, I mean, things are happening. People are falling out of windows and dying. Uh, there's serpent demons. There's there's earthquakes. They're singing. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> It's all there. It's it's exciting what's coming up. But as he sets up this next journey, and uh, things start out pretty good, and and they end up pretty good, but right in the middle, there's fuss. There's fracture. Right in the middle. And it's not people that we might expect. It's thus it's Saint Paul. Saint Paul can have a fuss and a fracture. Yeah, thank you. Think about it just for a minute more. Wait a minute. This is Paul. He had a fuss and a fracture. And it makes us think, well, golly, if it can happen to Paul. How many are glad that God works through and uses ordinary folks who have different opinions and even disagreements? How many know that God is bigger than our personalities and even our preferences? God is so good that he keeps working in and through our lives, often not because of us, but even in spite of us. Yeah. But there's more here than just that. There's some really good wisdom in this passage for us to listen to and lean into. The way that I might sum up this passage for us today is this. The Spirit-filled church needs encouragement. Yeah. Let me just say that sentence with me, will you? The Spirit-filled church needs encouragement. First, when it comes to people, never underestimate the value of encouragement. Verse 36 at the front, verse 41 at the bottom. 36, Paul says, let's go visit all the towns that we preach the gospel in. He says, let's go look for them. Let's seek out, let's spend energy on encouraging people. This is not just, hey, if it's convenient or if someone runs across my path or if if I'm in the mood in the moment. And it's not one of those goofball bumper stickers that I just don't like at all. I don't like most bumper sticker theology. It sounds cool and it's kind of hip and people post it on the things, but the longer you think about it, it just makes me mad. Like practice random acts of kindness. That's a bad... This, this is Paul in verse 36 say, you know, Barney, let's do a random thing. No, let's invest energy, set aside time, leave where we are, get equipment, and go make an effort to go be kind to people. There's no such thing as a random act of kindness. That's, an, that's a happy accident. Hey, I love that too. But kindness is something we do intentionally. It takes faith. The, this the, 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 if All that matters, he says in Galatians, is faith expressing itself in love. And here's what Paul does. Paul says, let's take effort. Let's set aside time and on purpose, go encourage people. And then the end result was that Paul went around strengthening the churches. The churches were stronger after Paul was with them than before he was with them. Yeah. They were, they, were, they were better. They were stronger. The Spirit-filled church leaves people better than we found them. That's right. That's yep. yeah. Leave people better than you found them. This is success. Not that you come away from people having gained their respect, having gathered and accumulated their admiration. The goal is to not make them think more of you, but to make more of them. Make them more than they were before you were with them. Jesus had this effect on everyone. On everyone. They're blind. Then Jesus happened. And they're not blind. They're lame. Then Jesus happened. And then not lame. They're sick. Then Jesus happened. They're not sick. They're dead. And Jesus happened. And they're not dead. They're thirsty. Jesus happened. 180 gallons of wine. Wine. They're hungry. And fish and chips for everybody. This is what Jesus even had this effect on our calendar. The whole thing is, this is the world before Jesus, and this is the world after Jesus. Yeah. woo You know, that's the way, I, honestly, that's the effect. That's what I want for me. I want, I want to have the BD and AD effect on people. Thank you. Before DAV and after DAV. I do. I want people to be one way before DAV and a better way after. That's what I want. Pressing this further, Paul is going back to be with and to strengthen churches he'd already ministered to. He's reinforcing progress. Friends, if we don't reinforce progress, we lose. We risk losing what we have gained. We actually don't. Not only do we risk losing what we have gained if we don't reinforce progress, we might. Lo- we might, it might people. It might go be worse than it was before. Do not take progress for granted. Encourage it, reinforce it, strengthen it. You've got people in your life that are making progress, don't take it for granted, encourage it. They take one step forward, you give them seven steps of encouragement. Yeah. If you've got teenagers that are doing their best, don't take it for granted. Encourage them. You got spouses, families making a move, trying to do what's right, encourage them, reinforce their progress. Yes. You'd be in big trouble if you don't. Reminds me of the time. Here we go. I was a few I don't know how long ago, it was a few months. Brother Brownie asked me to move a rock at his house. I don't know why I did. Maybe because my friend Stefan asked me to do some landscaping. I went over to his house. He said, I got some rocks I have to move in my yard. And I got over there, and he had gloves and shovels and picks and levers. And I said, don't take this wrong. But I said, what are those for? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I just moved the rocks. And he said, ooh. But uh, so Brownie said, I got a rock. I said, okay. So I went over there, and this was a big, big rock. Now, I'm not telling you a fish story. You can go to his house, and it's a big rock. And this rock was in a hole. It was in a hole. And my job was to get the rock out of the hole, up onto the thing, and then move it up toward the deck where the rock's supposed to go. Now, you might say, Dad, why in the world were you doing I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for lifting heavy things. Yeah, exactly right. Absolutely. I'll just—I just, just hypnotize and say, "Okay, yeah." And if you tell me I can't do it, that's it. I'm doing it. So, <laughs> I don't know where anybody else was, and it's a good thing nobody was there because it's a better story by myself. <laughs> so I—so I got—I so go I got over there and i, I get that—I rock. And I tried to get on the math, and I could tell you, I did some calculation on how heavy how heavy this rock is, but you wouldn't believe me if I told you. So I just tell you it's heavy. So. I got this rock out of that hole and lifted it up, got it up onto the ledge and put it there. And that took some work. I had to get under the deadweight rock, get it up and onto, put it there. And so, whew. So I moved the rock, and I thought, whew, that's a heavy rock. And I thought, I got it. I need to take a minute, catch my breath, and think how I'm going to get that rock from this spot now further up the hill. So I take a few steps back. And I remember this; it was slow motion. I thought, "Ooh, ooh!" I remember sitting just like this. Look at that rock; say that's a big rock. And I was kind of proud of myself for moving the rock. And uh, and uh, and then all of a sudden, I saw the rock go. Om, oom. Om, oom. Now I don't know if you know, but Aaron and Megan they live on the Alps, <laughs> the Swiss Alps. That's where they live. And so uh, I looked at that rock, and all of a sudden, that rock went. R-r-r-r-r-r. And I'm like, "Oh no!" And so it went. Wog-a-gong, and it down the Alps it went. It went all the way down the driveway, and I thought, well, I can't get in front of it; it will crush me. I can't outrun it. There's nothing I can do to stop that rock, and it's heading for my truck. And there, and I couldn't stop it. I couldn't get to the truck. Nothing to do but just watch disaster unfold. And I watched it. And so the truck. And so the truck. A board member asked me Saturday night, "What happened to the truck?" But. Uh, 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 But the the rock went underneath the truck, wedged it right underneath there like that. Glory. I was like, well, that's something. So I called. I might have left a message. for. I think I I left him a voice text. I said, hey, Brownie, uh, the rock came down the driveway and it's wedged under the truck. And uh, Brownie thought maybe most folks would have just called him and said, hey, you got a rock at the bottom of your driveway and left. But but no, it was a big deal. So I want to tell you, I got that rock out from under the truck and I rolled that sucker. All the way back up the driveway, back to where it was before. And then I put it there, and then I got me another rock, and I wedged it. Then I took a breath and made a plan. Then I moved it to where, and now to this day, it's stayed there. rock has stayed. What's the point? The point is you got to reinforce progress. If you don't reinforce progress, you will lose what you have gained, or it can be worse than you started. I can't tell you. I thought to myself, I remember I thought to myself, if that rock falls back in that hole, I'd be so mad. Friends, we want to see 10,000 people born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. But we do not want to lose 9,500 on the way. We want to, this, this house, there is more, there is more for this house than where we've been. We have been Amazing miracles, especially the last the last half a decade has just been miraculous, yes. wonderful. Yes. But the, but what's in front of us is greater than what's behind us. Yes. What, what, what will be said about this house and its future is that is the house that revival yes. built. Yes. Yes. It is the house that revival built. There is more to come, more than I can say today because I, I got to tell you the whole picture before I can tell you a small part. And all the things that we want to be. And all the things that we want to do. Our vision is big. Our heart is big. But it will not be built at the expense of people. We will, not, we, will not, we will not build something at the expense of the people that work with me. My staff will not be cast alongside of the road like disposable pens. Burned up. Their marriages and families messed up. Absolutely not. We will reinforce our progress. Along the way, we will encourage one another. People need encouragement. We will not take growth for granted. We will encourage it, and we will strengthen it. Secondly, when it comes to people, don't quit. Someone say it again. Don't Don't quit on Jesus. Don't quit on church. Mark quit. And it left a bad taste in Paul's mouth. Paul called him a deserter. Jesus said, in Luke chapter 9, no one puts a hand to the plow and, and no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. It is unfitting to quit in the kingdom. The kingdom is not for quitters. Now you may have a list of what you think are really good reasons. People that you're mad at, people who disappointed you, things that didn't go your way, but in the end all that people will know or remember is that you quit. Let me say it again from this pulpit. No one ever regrets not quitting, but too many wish they had never quit. And remember, no one quits alone. We always take people with us. We might have said, "Hey, I found a spot." Mark he quit by himself. Paul and Barney they kept going. They had a great missionary journey, and Mark quit really. Mark's decision to quit affected this relationship years later. Secondly, don't don't quit on one another. Look, just because it all worked out okay with Paul and Silas, and it did. I mean, maybe Paul chose Silas because, you know, maybe Silas could sing, and he's going to need a singer next chapter. (laughs) It all worked out with Paul and Silas. It It all worked out okay with Barnabas and Mark. But just because it worked out okay doesn't mean that it was okay. Relationships are worth more than being right. Too many friendships in church are lost because people care more about being right than about being in relationship. Finally, when it comes to people, take the risk. Would you say it out loud with me? Take, take the risk. Yes. Barnabas wanted to take Mark. Paul did not want to risk it. Paul seemed to ask, what good can Mark do for God's work? But Barnabas seemed to ask, what good can God's work do for Mark. Paul may have believed the mission was too important to risk on a person, but Barnabas seemed to believe that a person is too important to risk losing. Paul may have been right, but Barnabas did the right thing. Barnabas believed in Mark enough to see beyond his failure. When it comes to people, we need to believe that the future is greater than the failure. Say that out loud. The future is greater than the failure. We do not encourage people because they deserve it, but because they need it. And Bar- Barnabas mortgaged his reputation on hope. More than one, several scholars, as you read, historians and scholars or even commentators, you will read through this passage and about this time, you'll read them and they'll say, well, Barnabas made the wrong choice. Barnabas blew it. Why? Well, we never hear from Barnabas again. He's He's left the pages of Scripture. He made his choice and he abandoned. He's gone from the pages of Scripture. You know who else is gone from the pages in the book of Acts? Peter. Peter was gone last chapter. You know why Peter's gone and now Barney's gone? Luke's telling a story. Yeah, yeah. He's, their part in his story is done. He's, now he's telling a story about Paul. Yeah, Barnabas walks off the pages of the book of Acts. The book of Acts doesn't record his name anymore. But you know what? But, but his decision, his action toward Mark casts a long shadow yes. throughout time and eternity. Barnabas, what, what, what Barnabas did, listen to this. By the end of Paul's ministry, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, Paul writes this. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark. Only Luke's with me. Get Mark. Bring him with you because he's helpful to me in my ministry. What happened between he is a deserter and He's helpful. I need him. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened between he's a deserter and he's helpful? Barnabas. Yeah. Yeah. Barnabas happened. Tradition tells us that Mark spent time with the apostle Peter in, the, in, the, in Rome and that he gathered essentially Peter's preaching and Peter's story. And what we have as a result is the book of Mark, the gospel yeah. of Mark speaking to us of Jesus for time and eternity. What happened between he's a deserter, it's not wise to take him, and an author of one of the four gospels? Barnabas. Barnabas could not have known the value or the impact of what he was doing. Friends, we rarely, I don't know if we ever know, you know, We don't know what's going to be a big deal when we do it. We just do what is right, what is loyal, and what is kind and encouraging in the moment. And you never know what kind of a shadow that is going to cast. Mark was blessed. Mark was fortunate to have a friend like Barnabas. We are who our friends help us to become Barnabas the son of encouragement knew that people need encouragement as we close today let me ask you to stand as we close who has been a Barnabas to you who has been a friend that has come alongside you at the right time in the right way Been loyal, been kind, been encouraging. For whom have you been a Barnabas? But maybe the better question is, who needs you to be a Barnabas to them today? I believe the Holy Spirit in these next few moments is going to drop a name in your heart, bring a face to your mind. That's someone who needs you to be a Barnabas to them. Maybe they don't deserve it, but they need it. And maybe you don't know what difference it's going to make or not. You have no idea what God can do with your encouragement. But before we go, let me ask you just to bow your heads across this house. How many in this room today are a candidate for encouragement? How many in this room right now would say, I need to be encouraged? The Lord Jesus is the greatest encourager. He's given us his Holy Spirit who is with us. He is the comforter. He is the helper. He is the encourager. He strengthens us. He edifies us. He presses upon our hearts the the promises of God, reminds us, assures us of the presence of God. How many of you here this morning are a candidate for encouragement? Would you just lift your hand where you are right now? Just say, I need to be encouraged. The only thing to risk is hope. That's all that you've got to lose. The only thing you've got to lose today is hope. Come on, lift your hand. You say, I'm a candidate. I need to be encouraged. Would you lift it up just and hold it there for a minute? Just hold it there, will you please? Now, around you, my friends, are people with their hands up. Don't ask them their life story. Don't mess with their business. Just, if you wouldn't, just get close to somebody. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Get around somebody with their hands up. I don't want anybody with their hands up alone. Come on, church, you can do this. So easy. This is how we roll. Find somebody with a hand up and put a hand on their shoulder. Put a hand on their arm. Let's just begin to pray for them. Just begin to speak courage over them. Speak hope over them. Maybe a Bible verse comes to mind. Just Even just saying the name of Jesus. Someone hearing your voice and feeling your hand on their shoulder will remind them. Come on, let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for strength, for courage, for hope that flows from your Holy Spirit today. Lord, I pray that we would feel the the, the hands of those around us and hear the prayers of those around us, Lord, that we would be encouraged by your Holy Spirit today. And friends, I want to say it again. Right now, I know the Holy Spirit is going to be dropping a name or a face or several You can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say, let's go encourage them. So as you leave this house today, be kind, encourage somebody, because where you go, we go. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for being here.